So IU season comes down to one very important game on Wednesday night. Hoosiers host Rutgers. It is effectively a win or go home match for both sides. We're going to get you previewed for that one in today's episode. You are locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics, whether it's men's basketball, women's basketball, soccer, football. Uh, We have all the news, analysis, previews, recaps you guys could need. This is March. I've been waiting 11 months to say that. But March is finally here. March Madness is finally upon us. Couldn't be more excited. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day. More specifically, your first listen every day. Reminder that we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, including on YouTube, where our episodes premiere at 7 a.m. each morning. Today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here, as we just said, and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. We'll talk more about them here in a little bit. Uh, Schedule is a little bit shifted around this week, as we said in Monday's episode. Effectively, everything's been moved forward today. I typically like to do previews the day of the game uh, for a couple reasons. One, or most importantly being, we're going to be at the Women's uh, Big Ten Basketball Tournament at Gamebridge Fieldhouse this week. Everything's kind of been shifted forward one day, which means today we're going to preview this IU-Rutgers game. Uh, And then tomorrow's episode is going to be a Big Ten Women's Basketball Preview with Amanda Foster from uh, the IDS. She's covered the women's basketball team all season. Uh, We'll get everything you need to know ahead of that. Before we jump into today's episode, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us at LO underscore Hoosiers. Also follow us on Twitter at uh, Locked on Hoosiers. Before we do any previews, uh, we're going to recap Mike Woodson's radio show. Before we even jump into that, though, uh, something I wanted to talk about. I'm not sure I mentioned it enough uh, in that recap uh, of the Minnesota game. I I saw some we 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 got some people talking about it in our mentions on Twitter uh, about whether the debate was whether it was a collapse or not um, in that Minnesota game. I said the Hoosiers avoided a collapse. Uh, They said, no, they collapsed. They just won. All that is a semantics debate, but the point it reminded me that I really want to drive home. It does not matter how Indiana wins these games right now. Uh, The IU needs to survive in advance. They have been in tournament mode since that Maryland game. backs firmly against the wall. They just need victories. I said it during our halftime spaces uh, that in that Minnesota game, the first half, the Hoosiers shot like unseasonably well 
from the three-point line. I said that's not sustainable, but it doesn't need to be right now. The Hoosiers just need to win one half at a time, and if they keep piecing together uh, enough halves, they'll pick up some wins, and they'll save their NCAA tournament hopes. And that is the only thing that matters right now. If IU comes out on Wednesday and wins against Rutgers because, I don't know, Miller Cop has 25 points, you can make an argument, yeah, it wasn't good offense, but we still won. It, it really doesn't matter at this point, guys. Hoosiers need to get wins by any means possible. Uh, the last two games, they've ridden Xavier Johnson. He's been hot and cold all season. You can't really, I mean, at, to this point in the season, the Hoosiers haven't been able to consistently rely upon him, but it doesn't matter right now because he's getting them wins when they absolutely need to win, so they're going to uh, rely on him right now. So as much as uh, we want to talk about sustainability and how it would be nice for various things, and you'd want to win playing a, a sustainable brand of basketball, no, that's what Survive and Advance is about right now. I wish we could be talking about all of that. I wish we could be building, uh, we could be safely in the tournament and building uh, kind of good habits and building the right way to get uh, or to have success in the tournament. It's simply not the case. Hopefully it will be in the future, but with this team right now, it is survive in advance. And I think that's all that really matters. However they get the win, whether it's by five points, it would have been nice to win by 27 against Minnesota. Doesn't matter. Wins a win, survive in advance, and we move on. Wasn't a ton to recap from Mike Woodson's weekly radio show. As always, shout out to Inside the Hall, who always has these notes that uh, I use. I mean, I'm sure all you guys are going to Inside the Hall anyway, but if not, big shout out to them. Uh, one point that I thought was interesting, something that I had said a couple times, um, Mike Woodson was talking about during that five-game losing streak the Hoosiers had, they were still playing well. Uh, he said, quote, even in that five-game stretch, we played some pretty good basketball and a play, play or two here or there, you know, we probably win three out of those five games, but we didn't get it done and our backs were somewhat against the wall in terms of winning. It seems real easy to look back and say that, but a lot of those games were winnable games. Uh, the Wisconsin game and the Ohio State game, both, I guess Ohio State game didn't end up being like a one possession or single digit game. We all know what happened there. You make you score one more time in those final 90 seconds, and IU probably has a win there. Wisconsin game, you get one more stop, one more basket. Uh, you don't let Johnny Davis go off at the very end, or Xavier Johnson knocks down that three-pointer late. It's a different story. IU picks up a really big home win. Um, even that Northwestern game, which was frustrating, the Hoosiers were in that one. Uh, they ran out of gas and it faded late, but they were in that game. So Mike Woodson's not wrong. Uh, it's easy to look back in hindsight and say, yeah, but, and I don't think that's what he was doing here, especially now that Indiana's won two games after that. It was a point I had made, though, that um, Indiana wasn't playing poorly. They weren't getting the results. But overall, as I said a couple times in most recently after that Ohio State game, if they kept bringing that level of effort against Maryland, against Minnesota, and against Rutgers tomorrow, they were going to win. And they've won against Maryland. They've won against Minnesota. Let's see if they'll be able to do it uh, on Wednesday against Rutgers. 
He called that Maryland game pivotal because, quote, you lose that game, then you have no shot. It's true. If IU is on a six-game losing streak, having lost to Maryland, uh, it, they would need a pretty deep NCAA or Big Ten tournament run uh, to really get back in the bubble picture because right now they're barely hanging on, uh, according to most bubble projections. Um, and then talking about that Rutgers team, uh, he said, quote, they got a nice, they just got a nice mixture of players that play hard. If we don't play hard, it won't be a game. The good news is for really since that Illinois game, that second half of that Illinois game, um, and really for a lot of that as well, IU plays hard. They don't really give up. Uh, maybe that Michigan game, but that, that also has its own reasons. But IU typically is not a team that doesn't play hard. They don't execute well at times, but it's not a, an effort thing with this team. So uh, this is going to be an exciting one. And hopefully it's going to be a packed Assembly Hall crowd. Should be. Uh, this is biggest game of the season. And must win for Indiana. Senior night as well. We'll get you all previewed for tomorrow's game, as we always do. But March Madness is only about two weeks away now. That means you guys need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going to do the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick'em. Uh, both are really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you're not going to find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Uh, plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for friends and family. Enter code PUREMADNESS, all one word, at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. We're also going to get one set up for Locked on Hoosiers as well, uh, probably next week sometime. But all the rules and details will be made available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get your podcasts. Let's dive into this game. It's IU versus Rutgers tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Obviously at Assembly Hall. It'll be on Big Ten Network. It is win or go home for both these teams. The latest um, bubble or projections, I guess, has both these teams among the last four in. We'll talk about that in a second. It's also senior night. I don't know who all is going to take part in senior night um, with the extra year of eligibility for COVID. A lot of people just take part in senior night that are that could graduate and leave and make the decision after that. Uh, we saw that with Allie Patberg with the women's team last year. 
She ultimately ended up coming back. You see that all over the place. But Rutgers comes in with a 16-12 and 12 record overall, 10-8 and 8 in Big Ten play. It has been a weird last uh, about month for this Rutgers team because uh, they had a four-game winning streak that featured wins versus Michigan State, versus Ohio State, at Wisconsin, versus Illinois. Uh, they beat Illinois on February 16th, um, not too long, about a week after they beat uh, Indiana. That team at that point was 10-5 and in Big Ten play, 16-9. and Sure looked like a lock to be in the NCAA tournament since they have lost to Purdue at Purdue. They have lost at Michigan. They have lost versus Wisconsin. None of those are easy games, but they have lost each of them. Now they are firmly on the bubble. Um, As difficult as those games may have been, the two of the uh, three were at least by nine points, the Purdue and Michigan games, and then losing to Wisconsin at home after beating them on the road. is not a great a great showing, obviously. So these two teams come in, as I said, Joe Lenardi's bubble watch um, on Tuesday. He probably has a new one out now, but on his Twitter on Tuesday, he tweeted out his kind of little infographic for the day. Um, and Rutgers and Indiana are still in the last four in. There wasn't a ton of action for bubble games really at all. Uh, North Carolina beat Wake Forest. North Carolina was already in the last four buys. They did not beat Wake Forest. They beat Syracuse uh, in overtime, but they were already in the last four buys. So um, it really wasn't a huge deal for Indiana uh, that North Carolina won. So not a ton of movement. I still suspect that Indiana and Rutgers are going to be in the last four in. So that is why this game is effectively a win or go home. Um, if the whoever loses this game is going to need to go on a decent run in the Big Ten tournament, at least pull off one upset. And if you're IU and you're looking at the Big Ten tournament, you know how that ends. Um, so that is why this game is of the utmost importance to come away with a victory. The IU Rutgers rivalry has been really odd. Um, they've only played 13 times. Uh, 12 of those have come since Rutgers has joined the conference. Uh, one of those came in 1980. But IU won the first six meetings against Rutgers, that 1980 meeting, and then the first five conference games. They won a lot of those handily. Three of those were double-digit wins. Three of those were by at least 19 points. Since then... They've lost six of their last seven to Rutgers. Kind of a, if you want to call it a full circle moment for this IU program. Uh, Obviously, Rutgers is who ended IU season last year, which means it was the last game Archie played or Archie coached. Uh, Just looking back at that, if you want a reminder of how bad things were, IU lost 61 to 50. They had 18 points in the second half shot 37% from the field and 12% from the three-point line. Uh, So as ugly as things seem at times, just a reminder of how how 
low the Hoosiers have been, but kind of a full circle moment now because this is a defining game in Mike Woodson's first season uh, to be able to pick up a victory against a, a Rutgers program that Archie just could not. He could not beat Rutgers. Uh, IU won, has won one time since March of 2018. So the last four years, IU has won once over Rutgers. This this would be the biggest win, I would say, IU would have over them uh, just for the importance of them getting in the tournament. There, As I record this late on Monday night, uh, there is no bet online line yet. Ken Palm, though, has IU favored by five points, projected score of 67 to 62. The good news, it is a 70% win probability for Indiana. So if you want to feel a little bit better, Ken Palm has generally been really accurate on these Hoosiers this season. They've won the games that they've been projected to win. They've lost the games that they've been projected to lose. So I know I'm knocking on wood if you can't hear it. Uh, Hopefully that trend does not change in the second to last game of the season. But uh, generally speaking, IU has gone along with how Ken Palm projects. And a 70% win probability is fairly generous, fairly comfortable. It should be. I can assure you nothing is going to feel comfortable tonight. Let's uh, look at this Rutgers team a little closer with some Ken Palm stats and take a look at some uh, players to watch out for for tonight's game. Even if they don't have a line yet, that's more reason to go check out Bet Online tomorrow or this morning. I should I, I'll check out tomorrow morning. As you guys are listening to it, go check it out this morning uh, because football might be over this season, but basketball is in full swing, both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball either. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds as well. Uh, Big UFC card coming up this weekend. They will have all the lines for. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action and to check out that IU line. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's take a closer look. Before we look at this Rutgers team, uh, there's a couple interesting numbers for the Hoosiers uh, in conference play in Ken Palm. Indiana now has the number one defense in conference play uh, in the Big Ten, according to Ken Palm. They also now are number one in block percentage on both ends. They do not get blocked and they block opponents. They are number one in both aspects. It's what happens when you have two really good post players in Trace and Race. Uh, but it also, you're looking at your guards who uh, don't get blocked as well. But obviously a positive there. This is kind of an extreme for the Hoosiers, as you can uh, predict. They're 11th offensively. They are, this. a lot of, the, or part of this is not in their control. They're dead last in free throw percentage, obviously fully in their control. They're dead last in opponent free throw percentage, which means opponents never shoot better from the line than when they play Indiana and Indiana is the worst free throw shooting team in the big 10. That's tough. That's handing away points. 
we saw what could happen in that Purdue game earlier this season when Assembly Hall is rocking when uh, players are at the line. Let's hope for that tonight. Uh, but yeah, offensively, it's just not pretty for Indiana. 13th in effective field goal percentage. 11th in offensive rebounding, a number we've mentioned a couple times. It's been trending in the wrong direction. 12th in three-point percentage, 12th in two-point percentage. Uh, they are third at getting to the line, but we just mentioned that. They are also dead last in three-pointers attempted per field goal attempted. They just don't shoot a lot of threes, uh, and that's despite including that Minnesota game where they shot the ball well. Let's look at Rutgers. Uh, obviously, they've been little Jekyll and Hyde uh this big 10 season they're ninth offensively um overall 11th in the conference in tempo this is not going to be a fast game uh they're bang average almost exactly in effective field goal percentage on both ends of the court average offense average defense overall offensively uh some of the numbers that stick out they are ele- or excuse me 13th in turnover percentage they have a turnover problem that Maybe we haven't given the Hoosiers enough credit for getting over. Indiana absolutely does not have a turnover problem anymore. And again, I'm, everything I say, I'm knocking on wood. They're fifth in the Big Ten uh, in turnover percentage, IU is. So Rutgers is 13th. Uh, they are 14th in non-steal turnover percentage. So that's typically dead ball turnovers, um, which you'd prefer that over live ball turnovers, but you'd prefer no turnovers. Uh, They do not get to the line. They are 12th in free throws attempted per field goal attempted. Uh, Outside of that, it's a lot of average. They are fourth in three-point percentage. They're seventh in two-point percentage, uh, fifth in free throw percentage, and eighth in block percentage. Uh, They are second to last in three-pointers attempted per field goal attempted, though. This is not a team or not a game that is going to look like modern basketball there's not going to be a lot of three-pointers hoisted in this one at least going by the numbers throughout this season defensively they're fourth in efficiency overall um seventh as we mentioned in effective field goal percentage defensively Uh, strengths is they are third in turnover percentage they first force turnovers and they force live ball turnovers they are first in steal percentage so be paramount for the Hoosiers to hang on to the ball tonight. Third and block percentage, uh, and then pretty much average everywhere else. Um, they are also 11th in non-steal turnover percentage. So a lot of their turnovers they're forcing are live ball turnovers and steals, which is, as we just said, not what you want for the opponent you're coming up against. Uh, they give up, uh, Rutgers does, uh, the third most three-pointers per field goal. So Indiana will have chances to shoot threes. We'll see if they take them. Uh, they took them against Minnesota and made them. We'll see if they're able to repeat that on uh, tomorrow, on Wednesday. Uh, they are Rutgers' is second worst in the Big Ten in terms of point distribution from the three-point line. Uh, defensively. So that means a lot of the points Rutgers is allowing is from that three-point line. It's going to be a big key. It's a big key every game, but if Indiana can knock down some threes, whether it's Xavier Johnson, Parker Stewart, Miller Cop, if Rob Finnessy comes in aggressive again, whoever it may be, Tamar Bates, if they can knock down some threes, get Assembly Hall rocking, uh, 
uh, it's going to give the Hoosiers a lot of momentum because those chances are going to be there. Uh, and we're looking at a couple specific players. The name that's going to uh, jump off the page and that I'm sure everybody has seen this year is Ron Harper uh, Jr., but not the not the former Bull, but his son, Ron Harper Jr. Uh, he is averaging 15.6 points per game this season, 6.1 rebounds, shooting 43% from the field, but 38% on five three-pointers per game. If I had to guess, that is there's a decent chance uh, Parker Stewart may try a little bit on him. That would be the perfect matchup for Trey Galloway if he was available. In conference play, though, Ron Harper uh, is averaging 16.3 points, shooting 40% from the three-point line on five attempts per game. So he's going to be the uh, main guy, um, Paul McKay. Mulcahy, excuse me, easier said than done, is another guy that Mike Woodson talked about. I'll give you his quote in a second. He's averaging 10 points a game, but 5.8 assists per game in conference play, uh, shooting 36% from the line. Uh, those are the two best three-point three-point shooters on the team. Geo Baker is averaging 12.9 points. Uh, he is shooting just 27% from three on five and a half attempts per game, all that in conference play. We already told you a lot of the stats for Rutgers um, in conference play. If you just want some of the raw numbers, um, they are fourth in three-point percentage um, this season, but a lot of that is coming from a couple guys, Ron Harper and Mulcahy. Uh, they are 12th, though, in points per game. Uh, second in steals, as we mentioned, but they're third in turnovers. Um, so there are areas that Hoosiers can take advantage. They don't get to the line much, but they make their free throws. They're 12th in free throws attempted per game, but fifth in percentage. Not great at rebounding the ball, 10th uh, in rebound percentage. So if Trace and Race can have big days, uh, that would be terrific. For the Hoosiers, they give up the uh, e the third most three-pointers per game, as we said, uh, but they're only seventh in opponent three-point percentage. So could be a matter of what three-pointers are willing to give up, maybe not corner ones, some out on the wings, but uh, they it could be just a little bit of luck as well. They are first in defensive points per game allowed. For whatever that's worth, a lot of that is just pace. That's why we I typically prefer some adjusted numbers. Uh, Mike Woodson on his radio show, I saved this quote on uh, Mulcahy. A quote: He's a big guy, big point guard, and I mean he's one of those point guards that can get, that can go get his anytime he wants, and then he gets the ball pretty much where it needs to go. On Ron Harper Jr., uh, he's kind of had his way throughout the Big Ten all season, and when you slow him down then you really put yourself in a nice position to win. So you can see what one of the defensive keys is going to be for the Hoosiers uh, tomorrow. So listen, I'm excited. I'll be nervous, uh, but I am excited for this game. Be sure you are following us on Twitter. As I said, we do spaces at halftime of the games to talk about just where the Hoosiers are at the midway point of the game. 
I'd like to start getting some questions from you guys in there once we start growing the audience a little bit. So I want you guys to follow us on Twitter, join in those halftime spaces. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow with a Big Ten women's basketball preview. Now make your second listen, the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Huge shout out to all you guys for the continued love and support. Can't thank you enough. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Again, one more time, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I should mention that more, uh, but hit that subscribe button real quick wherever you guys are listening to podcasts. Leave a rating and review as well. Uh, Helps us out immensely wherever you guys, again, are listening to podcasts. Most importantly, though, have a great Tuesday, everybody, and L-E-O.